Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Do it signing. What about an EV? 2023 Kia EV6 Wind, 134 City, 101 Highway, MPGE, 379 a month, 49.99 do it signing. All 36 month lease. Plus a free charger with your EV purchase and Kia's 10 year, 100,000 mile powertrain limited warranty. The way they live in Horn Lake, South Haven, Olive Branch, or Memphis, you'll be happy, happy at Dasa Kia on Mount Moriah. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome. To the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. Glad that he's with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee. Barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter, on X, at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. Well, start of another sports weekend, Jeffrey. Last night was kind of a slow sports night. Whereas last week kind of felt like, you know, there was no stoppage, if you will, in terms of good sports stuff. I, mean, I guess we had, you know, you had some NBA action last night. Well, the, I mean, didn't we, last week, didn't we have the NBA night off for the election? Yeah, I think that's right. You know, and last night, you know, like, for instance, you know, Anthony Davis swore to us that it was, he wasn't just super motivated to go against Jaron Jackson Jr., um, but then when you watched him last night against the Kings, he laid an egg. Second night of a back-to-back, bro. Second night of a back-to-back, I guess. Schedule um, loss, baby. <laughs> But nonetheless, uh, it'll be good to get things amped up here. Uh, it's a it's a busy busy week. We had well, like even just today, even here in Memphis, we've got um, soccer NCAA tournament games, both the men's and women's. I think the men have a home game tonight. Correct, Southern Illinois Evansville. Yes, um, Southern Indiana. Sorry, SIU. Yeah, SI, I think it's SIEU or whatever that is. It's U-E- SIUE. UE? Okay. Southern Illinois. Southern Indiana, Evansville. Okay. Evansville's in Indiana. Ah, that's not confusing. Illinois. That's confusing. Um, it doesn't roll off the tongue. No. And then uh, the women 
They're in Fayetteville. They're in Fayetteville playing Notre Dame tomorrow night. You've got Memphis basketball against Alabama State tomorrow night. For last home game, I think for like, like a month, like three weeks or something like that. Uh, and then they go to the Bahamas next week. Um, and then, obviously, the huge football game on on Saturday at 11 a.m. Um, and then nationally, you've got courtroom drama potentially tomorrow with Michigan. Mm. Although, vibe starting to come out is that, like, it, this is such a big deal that, like, the judge is not going to rule on it right away tomorrow. Well, I mean, that was what the, the thought was last week, right? I thought. Um, and so, like. There's a decent chance Harbaugh's not coaching against Maryland on Saturday. Well, I mean, I think the real question though is if he if if he's not coaching versus Maryland, is he going to be coaching against? Well, I would think there'll be a ruling neck by next week. I just it sounds like because this is so you know becomes such a big deal, high profile. Yeah, high profile. I mean, did you, did you see uh, a group of I believe fourteen hundred uh, Michigan alums mm. have filed an amicus brief on behalf of Jim Harbaugh and the university? Uh, that. That's the most Michigan story I've heard. <laughs> no. I don't even know what an amicus brief is. It's like basically a group of people filing a you know a brief in support of one side or the other, and I, I don't have I don't think I have to. <laughs> so it's like a class action lawsuit. It's not a lawsuit. It's like essentially like you know like how you have a, like a, when you get a job, it's like a letter of recommendation. This is kind of like a letter of hey, you should you should believe in this side. You know, like this side is more worthy has the more worthy argument. It's like trying to sway the judge. An amicus brief. Okay, so that literally, it's a, it's a, they got a wreck letter. Yeah. Now the other side can also do the same thing if they want. If the, if there's a group of people, did, Mich- did Ohio State boosters have they looked they into could, that? They could. They could. You know, Big Ten boosters. If you will, you probably mm. would want to disguise it, not have just Ohio State. Well, but no, like, no, people on behalf of the Big Ten. No, it's people on behalf of justice. Yeah, like that's what that's what it needs to be. <laughs> so, lots of stuff. So. It'll be a fun tasting menu today to start today's show. That's where we decide. Now I don't know. I don't know if you'll be able to watch Jeffrey the courtroom drama in Ann Arbor, Michigan, or Washtenaw County Court. Do we know? Is it is it a, is it a uh, camera friendly? Oh, I'm sure they're going to have to allow cameras in for that thing. It's going to be a circus. I would I would suspect Jim Harbaugh is going to be there. God, I hope so. No, he's going to be there. It's just a question know, of like, whether he's going to testify or I, whatever. But that's what I mean. Um. So. Uh, I don't know if you'll be able to watch that on TV necessarily. I mean, maybe there's maybe more afternoon. That'll probably be during the show. Yes, um, but we'll decide what's going to be on your four TVs over the weekend with lots of sports to get to. Uh, Two forty or so. Eric Hasseltine will join us. He is the play-by-play voice of the Grizzlies right here on ninety-two-nine FM ESPN. Get his thoughts on uh, that trip to LA where you split. But obviously, the second game was particularly ugly. Schedule loss, Mark. Um, we also, Jeffrey, I, I'm curious what Eric thinks. I, I don't think Dylan Brooks said this recently. It, it appears the the quotes are from before the season. Not fresh. Not fresh. But Chris Mannix got like an exclusive interview with him and wrote a story for Sports Illustrated in which uh, I, I think it was probably Dylan Brooks's most complete thoughts about his exit from the Grizzlies. Um, and included in them were his are his belief, it appears, his belief that he was made a scapegoat. The Grizzlies, the way he phrased it was, the Grizzlies allowed him to become a scapegoat for last season. That's how he feels. Hmm. Um, so we'll dive into that with Eric. Would argue pot, meat, kettle, but continue. <laughs> yes. There, listen, He's a, if, if any show can appreciate Dylan's 
right to tell his story, it's this one, okay? Mm-hmm. He's allowed to tell, you know, he can tell his story. It's not necessarily the story, but he, it's his story, Jeffrey. Tell a story. Yeah, tell a story. Uh, three o'clock or so, we will get into the list. I was in court this morning. Not for yourself. No, you no, no, clarify. not for myself. Yes, it was the, the, the latest hearing in the Ja Morant case, the, civil, the, the lawsuit with Joshua Holloway, the teenager who uh, he allegedly punched uh, over a pickup basketball game. I think it's game. a legend. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. No, it is not a legend. But everyone, it's, it's whether it was in self-defense Correct. or not uh, is what's being – uh, what's being uh, deliberated over? Um, but we had a we had another court hearing, and I would say this, Jeffrey, Grizzlies lo- are losing on the court quite a bit. Mm-hmm. John got a small win today. Okay, uh, and, and we'll dive into it in the list. Also, Penny Hardaway spoke uh, his first time. In, in he- fairness, John's not the one taking the L's right now. <laughs> no, um, and and Penny Hardaway spoke today, first time since that big win over Missouri uh, last Friday. And uh, ahead of this Alabama State game and the trip to the Bahamas next week, so we'll uh, give you the latest uh, about uh, with la- latest in Penny Hardaway's thoughts. Also, Oakland A's are now officially Las Vegas A's, and uh, JMU football is now official. Well, they're soon to be the Las Vegas A's. JMU football has now been officially denied by the NCAA again, and, and they're going the Michigan route. Jeffrey, they got they got the attorney general involved. Mm. They're gonna. They, the, the, the state government got, of Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia, might be trying to force JMU into the college football playoff. And they or, got, excuse me, into, into a New Year's Six Bowl. And they, they have game day this weekend. And they have game day. It's a big platform for them. And then Jason Smith will join us at 3.30 or so. We'll talk to him about that big Memphis SMU game, maybe a little Memphis basketball, maybe maybe get his thoughts on that top golf thing. That, you know, that happened uh, last night. Shots fired at the top golf. That's inspired quite a bit of debate. We'll get... Maybe talk to Jason about that next hour. But uh, we should start with the tasting menu. This is one of our favorite things to do each week, figuring out what you're going to be watching on your TV this weekend. I want to also remind everybody, of course, next week is also Feast Week. But also, Mark, did you see this headline? Mm-hmm. Charlie Woods has something that his famous father doesn't, a high school uh, golf state championship gold medal. Oh, how about that? Because, you know, we're coming up on we're coming up on Charlie Woods' season. Mm, that's right, December. Father, son, December. yeah, we, we got, we got. It, maybe we might. It feels like we're more likely to get Tiger in the Hero Challenge this year. He's not confirmed yet his tournament, but feels like he's look. He, uh, he, tournament's very loose. His event, yes, his event. There we go. Um, also, he got a big win today. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. It was yesterday. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get into it in the list. I mm-hmm. think that's a perfect list item. He he also much like John Morant, he got a he got a legal victory uh, this week as well. Um, but let's start with with the tasting menu. Again, if you've not listened to this segment before, it's where we determine what Jeffrey is going to watch on his four TVs in his house. Because he does, even with a young daughter, mm-hmm. has still maintained his four TV setup. Oh, yeah. Um, so, let's start tonight. The marquee. I mean, we got a pretty good Thursday night game. Cincinnati at Baltimore uh, on uh, Amazon Prime. Um, it's a big game for the AFC North. Big game for the AFC North. Also, Mark, with it being on Amazon, I don't know how much you've been on the internet today. Carissa Thompson, host of the pregame show, she's taking a little bit of heat. Oh, well, I think it might be our tell your story today. Mm. Mm. She's taking a little bit of heat. So, will we get an apology from Carissa? For oh, yeah, that's, you're right. That is, you know, she, yeah, that's true. Will, will she apologize? My guess is probably not. 
Yeah. Probably she's not, not. A, she's not a sideline reporter anymore. No, yeah, probably not. I mean, she's not going to do it on that broadcast. She might apologize. She's not going to for for reference, she basically said when she was a sideline reporter, she would sometimes make up uh what the coaches said when they wouldn't be willing to talk to her Correct. coming out of halftime. Yep. Um which is a no-no. <laughs> probably sh- probably should that was an overshare on her part probably. An overshare unnecessary also would point to the argument I've always made is that position adds nothing to the broadcast. Well, you need him when someone gets injured. No, I mean, not really anymore because now, especially like NFL everything, like they do the, they have to give the, they have to give the injury Yeah, but report. I do like the, oh, he was, he was really cringing on the side. Like he was really limping. His, his teammate, he was trying to pick up his teammates. Like I, I, I need it for injuries. I still. think there is a way you can do it well. I like, if you're actually going to, the problem I have on the NFL is so often when you do the NFL broadcast, I'm not even talking about the big ones. You like if you're just watching Sunday Ticket, you get your boy Washburn or you know whoever uh, Melanie Collins. He's my boy, Evan Washburn. Everybody's boy, mm-hmm. Evan Washburn. Uh, you get Amanda Renner. You, you get mm-hmm. and they're always they're like, well, I spoke to so and so at the half, and they said they need to be better on third down. Great. Okay. Well, if you actually like inter like if they get them on camera with the interview, like that that adds value. The way that it's been the the best done is when you basically, you know, they when they would put a guy like McShay down there. And, like when Booger did it. Yeah. With, I have no problem. The Boogmobile, that, that was the classic, the internet bully. That, the Boogmobile was great. <laughs> it's tremendous. And at least it was trying something new. Do you, is there one, t- I mean, it feels like the Bengals need, even though they're on the road, it feels like they need this more than the Ravens. 100% because the Ravens already beat them in Cincinnati. Yeah. So, um, big one, Lamar versus Joe Burrow. It, it's like, well, I mean, also Al might actually be up for this one. Like on we might, t- we might get, we might get uh, a B plus version of Al Michaels on this call tonight. I've made my peace with it. Like, who goes out at their best? I just, I don't, I don't mind if he's not his best. Like Vern Lundquist at the end was not at his best, but I still but felt like he fit, wanted to be okay, there. But here's the difference. Vern, what is Vern's best? Vern's best was like. Vern being bad was what made Vern. Like, it was the screwing up players' names. It was the – but you are correct. He did feel every game that he was there, you still felt like he wanted to be there. The big problem with Al right now is, you know, those games kick off late. It's, mm-hmm. He's tired. Yeah. Um, and then- Also, Herb Street's new, new role of, like, being the – being, like, the protector of senior citizens – Oh, it's like now it's Al, it's Al Michaels also, and, and Lee Corso. I don't know if you noticed this. Um, have you noticed he's taking his dog everywhere? Yes, he got a li- he said he got a license to be like a whatever a, therapy, whatever therapy, it's support, therapy. emotional support dog. Yeah, I don't think you need emotional support status when you're flying private. Mm. Um, the other thing though that I love about that is I noticed this when I went on my honeymoon back uh, to France last year. And you're in the Louvre, and you're seeing all these amazing like artworks, and then you find out the story was it was some rich guy that commissioned it, and he just wanted to have his dogs painted in. Mm. Like these are like you know these are Renaissance works of art. Like they're massive, amazing. Like some of those famous, they just want their dog in. I think you hit a point in your life, like when you're in your middle ages, you just want your dog in everything. And now his Mm. dogs become content. Okay, dog is good looking dog though. Yeah, it's a good looking dog. Don't think he got that one from the pound. Um, no, no, that one looks expensive. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, your college football game tonight, Boston College at Pitt, 6 o'clock ESPN. Okay, I need I need all the gambling heroes out there to help me out here. Pitt's favored hmm. by like three. Interesting. Two and eight Pitt is favored. And again, Boston College is six and four, but it's like that one was like, what am I missing here? Um, Thursday night NBA, you got Brooklyn at Miami. Uh, at 6.30 on NBA TV. And I then, think it's just NBA TV, though, right? Yeah, NBA I, TV. Yeah, Oklahoma yeah, City yeah. at Golden State, yeah, 9 o'clock. The Draymond Greenless Golden State Warriors. Um, and Stephless, right? And Stephless. And then uh, college basketball-wise, Jeffrey, I don't know what – I forget what that Charleston, South Carolina basketball tournament is for college basketball, but it started. We, uh, Feast week has begun early. Uh, I've already – it's the Myrtle Beach Invitational. The Myrtle Beach Invitational. Also, we've got a – Played in Charleston, though. Although no, no, it looks I think like that, it's I in think both. both. It's both Charleston and you got Conway. some that are at the College of Charleston Arena, and then some that are okay, at. Okay, uh, wow. I don't. We call it the Smurf turf for football. I don't know what we're calling it for basketball. Yeah, like right now, St. John's is playing North Texas, and St. Louis is playing Wyoming. Excuse me, the surf turf. We got Dayton LSU coming up here. It's about to start right now, uh, or North, maybe just started. North Texas was in action. Yeah, I said St. John's North. Yeah, Texas. Yeah, what was the score? Playing. They they weren't. They didn't start. They did not start off hot. Um, I have not. I don't have the. It doesn't have the score here on the schedule, but uh, it is thirty nine thirty six St. John's with ten minutes to go. So real offensive uh, <laughs> battle going on. Not if not you were so hoping, much. if you were holding out hope for All, North Texas being also tonight. Number six Houston is playing Towson in that event on ESPN two at five thirty. Um, you've also got uh, Oklahoma State at St. Bonaventure at Barclays Center in Brooklyn. 5.30 on ESPNU, Wright State at Indiana, 6 o'clock Big Ten Network, Texas Southern at Virginia, 6 o'clock ACC Network. This is all college basketball. Missouri at Minnesota, 8 o'clock on Big Ten Network, Auburn at Notre Dame, 8 o'clock ESPN2, Utah at Wake Forest, 8 o'clock ESPNU. So probably your second best bet today, obviously the NFL game is number one, Feels like your second best bet is to watch some college hoops tonight. Probably watching some college hoops. I'm not going to be locked in. I, TV got, one is obviously no, going to no, no, be the NFL game, but you got to stand for something. <laughs> and it's I, not feast week yet. Exactly. Yeah, it's not feast. Week I, yet. You know what I mean? Like we listen as a society, we let we let too much happen. When they started moving the Christmas decorations in late mid November, we didn't say anything. Well, guess what? Now we deal with Christmas decorations in October. Feast week starts next week. Okay. It starts with Maui. Mm-hmm. We got Feast Week then. So again, I will I will check in. Mm-hmm. You're going to need stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. I will be checking in, but I'm not locked in. I will say the teams that are in that South Carolina event, it feels like we could have some decent uh, second round games, if you will. Like tonight, today there aren't great games, but maybe tomorrow there will be if these teams that are expected to win win. Isn't that how most of these tournaments go? Like it's- usually, there's like like for instance in the Bahamas, there's like. A couple, two out of the four games are like good games, and like for in the first round, like Memphis, Michigan is like a good game in the first round of the battle for Atlantis. Yeah, I just normally think of like it's usually you're trying to get to that second round. Like me- yeah. Memphis, Michigan is going to be a fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I hope it's fun. It's certainly going to be a fun matchup. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a great game. But let's go to the let's go to uh, so TV one's obviously Bengals Ravens, mm-hmm. and here's what I find interesting. I was looking up this morning. Anecdotally in my head, it's like, you know, doesn't it feel like most of the Bengals' like big wins are on the road? 
Mm-hmm. Like this this year, the the Niners game, whatnot. So looked it up. Bengals on the road the last three seasons with Burrow, they are fifteen and six against the spread well, on go. the road. Better road team. I think they're only they're like nine and six at home. Okay. Interesting. And Baltimore feels like they play a style not conducive to playing a Thursday night game. Well, the other thing, though, that's sorry, they're 12 and nine at home. The other thing that's interesting, though, is is Baltimore really going to lose back to back home games? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Something's got to give. All right. Friday, college football. You'll be able to watch this week. Unfortunately, your your, your boys, the Owls, no longer playing too soon. Um, Friday night. South Florida at UTSA, eight o'clock on ESPN two. That's a big one for Memphis. If they, you, you wouldn't be bad if UTSA lost that game. Oh, that, be very good. That would that. If oh, you, you, you're go, you would control go. your own destiny entering the SMU game if UTSA were to lose to South Florida tomorrow night. Yeah, then no, that's would, a good Bulls control, go. You would control your own destiny. So you got eight o'clock ESPN two. You got that to monitor, but it is whoa, at the whoa, Alamo. Whoa, whoa. I just thought about this horrible scenario though. What happens if? So if South Florida wins, mm-hmm. and then UTSA beats Tulane, and Memphis beats SMU, well, then it would be a four-way tie, correct, between Memphis, SMU, UTSA, and Tulane, and Memphis would get in based on it being one and one against those three teams. SMU would be zero and one, and UTSA would be zero and one. No, they'd be one and one because oh, they'd, they'd have be. a Tulane tie, and then Tulane would be one and one because Tulane would have beaten Memphis hmm. and then lost to UTSA. Oh, so maybe you're right. Maybe you don't control your own destiny. Well, no, my my main if thing UTSA is: are we loses. sure we like? It's very clean if UTSA beats South Florida mm-hmm. and, and loses then, to and Tulane. Then that, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm saying maybe they don't control their own destiny quite. Well, what Just, I was trying to think was: was there a scenario where they could host? Only if they're tied with UTSA and SMU, not with Tulane. Okay, I would think I, it's going to get complicated if it plays out like that. Let's just let's just be real. You know what I am quietly rooting for? I'm quietly rooting for where they have to send the they have to send the teams to that data company, <laughs> and then we have to have someone spit out and spit out a number. That's just what we need. No, co- computers deciding this stuff has never actually, caused controversy. Actually, I don't think I want that because you know what I think those computers are going to spit out. Yeah, no, it's not going to. Tulane and SMU. Look yeah, at that. Yeah, that's what the numbers say. It's what whatever the FBI says yeah. is what that's going to well, churn it's just, out. It's just going to say like whatever the best, whatever the the best game would be. Yeah. Um. Friday and then uh, also nine thirty on Friday. FS1 Colorado at Washington State. Dion's last stand to try and make a bowl game. He loses that. No, that he was last week. Oh, he can't make a bowl now? Can he win his I last mean, two? They can win out. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, if they lose this game, it's officially done. He can't make a bowl if he loses this game. Correct. but Unless la- they start letting in some five and seven teams. I don't know. Who does he have last? So last he has Utah. Mm. So, yeah, not looking good for the for the Buffaloes' bowl hopes. But they're they're back on FS1 930 on Friday. NBA got more more in season tournament games, Jeffrey. Cup games, baby. Um, the national game, six thirty. We've got Sacramento at the Spurs on ESPN, and then the late game, you've got Phoenix at Utah. Maybe that'll be the first game where all three of those Suns guys play. I don't know. They didn't. Bradley Beal was a late scratch yesterday. 
Um, so they still have not played with all three of those guys. Mark, it's the cup. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll go for that cup win. We'll see. Um, so that's your Friday. All right, Saturday, Jeffrey. Oh, we didn't. Oh, what, what's Friday college hoops? What do we got on Friday college hoops? I, I bet we don't have a ton listed. We have Memphis, Alabama State. We got Memphis, Alabama State. I bet we don't State. have a ton yeah, listed a lot because of, t- of those those tournaments. Yeah, a lot of TBDs. Um, Georgia at number twelve, Miami. Uh, from the bah- there's a, the Bahamar tournament. There's another yeah, Bahamas there's, tournament. Yeah. Um, that's two thirty on CBS Sports Network. Uh, you also got Bucknell at Duke, five o'clock ACC Network. Kansas State at Providence, five o'clock CBS Sports Network from the Bahamar. Um, Butler at number eighteen Michigan State, five thirty FS1. Um, Kentucky is playing someone named Stonehill on. <laughs> SEC Network what? Plus. Yeah, I've never heard of that. It must be a Division II school, I guess. Can you play D2 schools right now? Yeah, you can, you're allowed to play one, but it doesn't count towards your resume, I think. Do we think Stonehill's a college or a university? Got to be a college, right? It's one word, Stonehill. Uh, it is apparently a private college in Easton, Massachusetts. It must. There must be someone on the staff who, who Calipari knows. It's got to be that. Or do they have a game that maybe, I don't know. You got Moorhead State at Penn State, 6 o'clock, Peacock. Um, oh, they're D1. Okay. Right, the Stonehill Skyhawks. Never heard of them. Oh, we got Florida State at Florida, 6 o'clock, SEC Network. This is College Hoops. Um, Maryland at number 21, Villanova, 730 FS1. 21 for now. Uh, yeah, 21 for now. Uh, and then Washington at Xavier. From uh, Las Vegas, uh, Mark, we eleven have, o'clock have, on ESPN. We have too. two full weekends of college football left. Like we're yeah. not wasting. This Bahamar. is Friday. Well, this is I, Friday. Okay, this is Friday. All right. Okay, we move on to Saturday. Uh, the uh, Saturday eleven a.m. window. Here's what we got. We got eleven a.m. on Fox. Number three, Michigan at Maryland. Don't know if uh, Jim Harbaugh will coach yet or not. Eleven a.m. on ABC. Number 10, Louisville at Miami. 11 a.m., FS1, Rutgers at number 12, Penn State. 11 a.m., ESPN, Oklahoma at BYU. Number 11, 14, Oklahoma. Uh, 11 Ooh, a- 10, the old 10 a.m. local kick. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, 11 a.m., SEC Network, Monroe, Louisiana Monroe at Ole Miss. 11 a.m., Big Ten Network, Michigan State at Indiana. <laughs> 11 a.m., CBS Sports Network. Coastal Carolina at Army, 11 a.m. ESPN2, SMU at Memphis, also ECU at Navy, 11 a.m. ESPN News. I think that's everything. So um, that's your 11 a.m. window. So, I mean, obviously. Does does Memphis SMU get TV1 this week? Obviously, at this point, it's going to be largely dependent on Harbaugh. Hmm. If Harbaugh's coaching, you're giving him TV one. Well, maybe that's just pregame. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's just, you know that that whole circus is fun to watch. Okay, so we got. I that. do think the best game right now, though. I think you're right. I think it's I think it's Memphis, Memphis and SMU, especially you know here certainly. Like, and you know, there's not like Louisville Miami is kind of interesting. Well, this is this should be noted. The schedule's the schedule. Mm-hmm. Louisville. Is yeah. a one point dog at Miami, six and four Miami. Mm-hmm. And like that's the other thing. Louisville's loss is to two and eight pit. Yeah. 
No, and this is like, isn't this kind of like Miami's mo? They can never quite get over the hump, but they'll give you a win to make you think, oh well, you know, they they still got something there. The problem is they're so bad at home. Yeah, uh, that's getting TV two, TV three. I can't bring. Are you just gonna skip? Did you skip over Purdue Northwestern? Oh, I did. Purdue at Northwestern, BTN. eleven a.m. Big Ten Network. Yes, I did. So we got the split. Some people are getting Michigan State, Indiana. Some people get Purdue Northwestern. Uh, okay, they have Northwestern choose? could be bowl, bowl eligible. Yeah. Uh, all right, then I'll go TV three, Michigan, Maryland, TV four. We got any bad blood between Ciano and Franklin? I mean, it's a recruit. It's one of those like it's one of those games, much like the Maryland game. Penn State's going to, especially given what they're coming off of. They're going to want to run up the score because they like recruiting New Jersey. Yeah, but but it's just also, like they like the, recruiting the no, DC but the area. Maryland one is a Loxley thing. I thought it's a Franklin Loxley. It's a Loxley rivalry. thing, but it's also because Maryland, like they recruit those areas, New Jersey and the DC Baltimore area. Penn State hits hard. Man, SoCon Saturday. Like the sooner we get rid of these, like this is just yeah, like disgusting. Alabama playing like, Chattanooga. Who cares? Yeah, I know. Like it, I I'm okay with you playing a one double A team as your first game. I actually understand the want and need to like have a warm up game because yeah, you don't have preseason I, games. Having it now is just like, yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, if you want to, if you want to talk about uh, how bad can it get, the Southern Miss Mississippi State game could be fun. Mm, yeah, first new game. All right. Although uh, Knox, whoever the the Mississippi State interim undefeated in regular season games is an interim. Mm. This is his second stint as a Mississippi State interim coach. Okay. Okay. There you go. Uh, the more you know. All right. So those, those are your four. You got your four, right? The fourth yeah. was, okay. So your 2.30 window, we're not even considering college basketball this day. No. Right? No? Okay. Not No NBA. It's the last full Saturday of college football. We only get so many. All right. Two o'clock on the CW, you've got Duke at Virginia. One thirty. La- maybe it's last hurrah. Last ranked versus ranked game ever on the Pac-12 network, potentially. 130 kick, Utah at Arizona. Number 22, Utah at number 17, Arizona on the Pac-12 network, if you get it. 230 on CBS, the big one, Georgia at Tennessee. Big one. Uh, Georgia. It's Georgia in a ranked versus ranked game. They've already wrapped up the East. I know, but, you know, do you think Tennessee's at home? They stink on the road, but you don't think Tennessee's going to give them a game? In, everything in about Neyland. everything about this says take Tennessee. You got Georgia coming off their best performance of the year. Tennessee loses last week in bad fashion. They're good at they're good at home and bad My on the road. The problem with Tennessee right now is Thornton was becoming their deep threat, and he got hurt last week. Mm. Okay. Their offense can't move right okay. now. All right, well, you got that on CBS. Two plus, we got a much bigger game in, on in on FS1. Two thirty FS1 Illinois. We at, got Big Ten West implications. Illinois at number sixteen Iowa uh, on FS1. Pretty sure Iowa can wrap up the West. Yes, I think that is right. Two thirty NBC Wake Forest at Notre Dame. The Sam Hartman revenge game or Sam Hartman return game? I don't know. No, it's not return. Yeah, I guess it's, it's in Notre Dame. Number tw- I don't think it's revenge when you left. <laughs> number 20, North Carolina. The Wake Forest revenge on Sam Hartman game. Uh-huh. <laughs> number 20, North Carolina at Clemson, 230 ESPN. Clemson favored by a touchdown, by the way. UCLA at USC, 230 ABC. NC State at Virginia Tech, 230 ACC Network. 
Uh, Louisiana at Troy, 230 NFL Network. UNLV at Air Force, 230 CBS Sports Network. Minnesota at Ohio State, 3 o'clock Big Ten Network. Oregon at Arizona State, battle of the former Norvell assistants, uh, 3 o'clock on Fox. Number 23, Oklahoma State at Houston, 3 o'clock ESPN2. New Mexico State at Auburn, proving right. It's not just SoCon Saturday anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. it can also be also be new Cusa, Cusa teams. Yeah, because that could be uh, former former independent now Cusa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, New Mexico State at Auburn, three o'clock SEC Network, uh, and I believe that is it. All right, TV one is Utah Arizona. Wow, oh, so big Pac twelve network well, is getting a TV yeah, one. This is really this is a this is going to tr- really test my internet because you have to stream it up to the TV. Man. That's what you got to do. Uh, see, uh, not Georgia, Tennessee. I don't think that's going to be a close football game. Okay. Not North Carolina, Clemson. Do you agree with this line of thinking? So, Utah, Arizona, it's been bouncing around. Like one team's favored one day and the next. It's depending on that. Does this make sense to you? I'm probably going to bet Utah on this game because in the end, both teams are going to be double-digit favorites next week, and whoever wins this game is basically going to win nine games. Mm-hmm. I can see Utah as a nine-win team. I cannot see Arizona as a nine-win team. Somehow it makes sense in my brain, Arizona being an eight-and-four team, yeah, I'm fine with that. But it's something about nine-and-three Arizona is tougher for me to grasp than nine-and-three Utah. Hmm. Okay. Then yeah. TV2 will put the CBS game of the week. TV3, boy, we are getting into. TV3, oh, UCLA-USC. Mark, I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, apparently Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. Also, there's been a lot of sources around USC. Place. calm place. No, no, no. Well, yeah, he's always yeah, calm place. Lot of, lot of NFL chatter. Oh, gotcha. And as I remind everyone. And you have the chatter of Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly getting fired. Right. But I also want to remind everyone, the NFL... They are like anytime you hear Lincoln Riley NFL, start ignoring it. That's always Lincoln Riley's move of when he doesn't really have leverage and he wants to start when people are kind of mad at him. That's the one he drops. Just remember, how do you think the NFL teams are going to take to the stunt he pulled this year of the, you know, taking away the credential of the reporter? Well, I could I could buy like him going to the NFL as a QB coach, right? You know, right. Like, but that's I can't, not, he's yeah. not he's not leaving a yeah. ten million dollar yeah. gig. Yeah. All right, so that's getting TV three. Yep, TV three, and, and then what's TV four. Iowa. I mean, Iowa. That's those are the I big mean, yeah, implications. You got to. You got to put it's, it on. It's there. for a title potentially. You got to put a, it on a division there. title. All right, your evening window, um, five thirty. Oh, we got a we, we got, got a CW, CW doubleheader. No way. North Alabama at Florida State. So don't get you don't get don't get too excited. Uh, five thirty on CW. Cal at Stanford. Uh, the game, the big game. What do they call it? Did they just call it the game? No, that's Michigan Ohio State. What are the big game? The big game. Or is y'all's the big game? Is y'all's the game? No, we're just the game. Yeah, this is the big game then. Yeah, um, yeah, bi- the big game is what it's called. I think. Let's see. I'm pretty sure it's the big game. Yes, that's what it is. Big game. Um, the artist formerly known as the big game. Yeah. Um, then you've got um, the Sunflower Showdown. Yes. Well, you got Kansas State. Yes, Kansas State at Kansas, six o'clock FS1. When's the last time Kansas State Kansas was a ranked versus ranked game? You could tell me never. <laughs> the only other time I can think of, right, would have been Mangino 
when Mangina was yeah, and like Snyder. But, but like I think but that Snyder, was like the was period saying, well, when isn't Snyder was Prince era. I think like you know usually one's shining and the other isn't. Um, six six thirty ABC number five Washington at number eleven Oregon State. Let's get our we got to get our chainsaws out. Six thirty ESPN Florida at Missouri. Six thirty ESPNU FIU at Arkansas. Six thirty SEC Network Kentucky at South Carolina. 6.30 NBC, Nebraska at Wisconsin. 7 o'clock Fox, Texas at Iowa State. 7 o'clock ESPN2, Georgia State at LSU. 7 o'clock ACC Network, Syracuse at Georgia Tech. And then 6 o'clock, I forgot this one, Boise State at Utah State on CBS Sports Network. All right, my beeves, last, as a reminder, in the last three years, 17 home games. They're 16-1 and one overall and 16-1 and one against the spread. Mm, so even against Washington. Even against Washington, my beeves are going number one. They're favored, by the way. Mm. I am a little scared. Yeah. TV2 is the Sunflower Showdown. Rank, anytime you get ranked Kansas State and rate Kansas, you got to watch it. Like, you maybe, do, it never it's maybe it never happened. Maybe it's never happened. You before. may not ever see that ever again. TV3, let's go Texas, Iowa State, I guess. And then TV4, let's go Florida, Missouri. Even though I don't have a lot of faith in Florida. And then our nightcaps are, we've only got New Mexico and Fresno State and San Diego State, San Jose State. Uh, the rumor, by the way, is uh, Arnett might be landing at San Diego State. Oh, interesting. Uh, by the way, I'm looking, this is on Reddit, so I don't know how, if it's definitely true. The only times Kansas State and Kansas have been ranked at the same time were most of 1995, a few weeks in early 1996, and one week in early 2007. So 07 maybe, but yeah, uh, but it was only one week. I don't know if it was yeah. in lining up with the game. Um, All right, let's go to NFL well, Sunday. Yeah, we got the late, the late games are New Mexico at Fresno yeah, State, not, and that's what. Okay, NFL Sunday. Um, we've got in your early window at noon: Dallas at Carolina, Pittsburgh at Cleveland, Chicago at Detroit, the Chargers at Green Bay, Arizona at Houston. The tight- oh, uh, did you know it's the show bet? The what? Giants commies again? Ah, uh, yes. I didn't realize that. Um, Tennessee at Jacksonville. Raiders at the Dolphins. The aforementioned Giants at Washington game. Okay. Someone explain this to me. I know the Browns are at home. Mm-hmm. With DTR, who is objectively one of the worst starting quarterbacks I've seen all year. They are favored against the Steelers. Well, DTR says that first experience yeah, no, play. Yeah, has, no, yeah he was wide eyed yeah. then, but he's but, he's better now because he's gotten all those reps. He's better now. Yeah, yeah, he's gotten all those reps. That game makes no sense to me. Also, I don't know if we've brought this up. Everyone keeps doing. Are the Texans a wild card team? People need to recognize the Texans are only a game behind the Jaguars, and they've mm-hmm. already won in Jacksonville. And you've got Jacksonville's OC saying We're, we've been a little limited the past couple weeks because Trevor's not healthy. Like Trevor Lawrence isn't. You can't I mean, be- he's been banged up. Like he had the knee brace. I, so I guess TV. This is a classic red zone. Who mm-hmm. boy? Um, to me, that Pittsburgh Cleveland Cleveland game, and then I'm putting, I'm putting I Kyler versus Texas, CJ Stroud. Know, that's that's yeah. at least fun. CJ Stroud is my new like. Well, if he's on, I want to watch. Him. No, it's fun. Yeah. And Kyler last week was fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I can't put the Panthers on. I can't put the Giants commies on. I mean, if we're going by record. Raiders Dolphins is your next best game. God. 
<laughs> two, that's the only game other than Pittsburgh and Cleveland. What the hell? We that only have two, two three twenty five games. <laughs> that involves what's well, a big bye week. I think. No, we have more than we have. We have three. We have a three oh five and two three twenty fives. Oh my god! So the late window is Bucks at Niners. I'm going to be doing your Jets work, aren't I? at the Bills, and then Seattle at the Rams. And then Vikings, so, Broncos. The three twenty five window this entire year has gotten screwed by the Jets not being any good, by Rodgers not be, being hurt. Like Rodgers was supposed to be featured on all these three twenty five. Only there was a hero that reminded everyone it can go badly for the Jets. And then Sunday night football, you've got Vikings, Vikings Broncos. at Broncos, and yeah, then yeah. Monday night football is the big one, the big probably the big, certainly the biggest NFL game of the week. Yeah, Philly at Kansas City rematch of last year's yeah. Super Bowl, the Kelsey Bowl. Another, I bet you they won't mention Taylor Swift on that broadcast. <laughs> she won't be there at least, so you won't Are have to sure? deal with that. She. Well, yeah, I guess she's right. She's she's in Rio this weekend, I believe. Uh, it seems like she's jet setting. Yeah, well, the, yeah, and the, she could, yeah, she could potentially. Yeah, she's got a private jet. She could get back here in time for a Monday night game. Yeah, I could see that happening. All right, let's talk with Eric. We'll do that next. Let's get his thoughts. Grizzlies, on, happy on, things. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Grizzlies play on Saturday too. We'll talk to him uh, about all things <laughs> and Grizzlies. Sunday. We didn't even mention uh, yeah, it. The, the, yeah, great. Nice. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network. Only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Coming up next segment, we've got breaking news on the status of Jim Harbaugh. We'll tell you about that during the list. But that music means we welcome to the program the Memphis Grizzlies Radio Network play-by-play host. The Grizzlies will take on the San Antonio Spurs on Saturday night, pregame at 6.30, tip-off with Eric at 7. Eric, let's start here. Did the Grizzlies scapegoat Dylan Brooks? Have you seen the quotes? Uh, you you got to give him no. some background on well, this. Well, you had the quotes. I didn't have them pulled um, So there's a story out from Chris Mannix over at uh, Sports Illustrated. Sure. Um, and I guess the interview, it sounds like it was done, uh, conducted before the season started. Um, okay. But 
Dylan Brooks said uh, this, among other things. What I didn't like about Memphis was they allowed so that they can get out of the woodwork, and then I'm the scapegoat of it all. That's what I didn't appreciate, and then ultimately they'll, they'll come to me on the low as men, one-on-one, and tell me something, but then not defend me when everything went down. Um, so he's basically saying they, while the team liked him, it, they didn't defend him publicly, essentially, when he was taking all that heat at the end of the playoffs and felt he they basically allowed him to become a scapegoat is what he was is what he was saying there. Um I, I'm curious your thoughts on that. Well, I mean if that's how he feels, mm-hmm. I guess, I can see why he would feel like that, but I can also see why the Grizzlies said, yo, um, you know, you keep running your mouth and we can't sit here and just bolt like blindly back you if you're what you're saying is you know causing issues um it was a tough deal i mean mm-hmm. i know they i know the coaching staff respected dylan's work ethic and his um desire to improve as a player and his, and increase his knowledge of the game i mean i was told directly by more than one coach that there was nobody that spent more time in a film room than dylan brooks that there were times they actually had to say to him when he was struggling Hey, going to the gym for four hours is not going to, you know, just pull you out of your shooting slump magically. Let's look at a little bit of film, give your body a little bit of rest. Let's figure out where the mechanical flaw may be coming in, or if you're just in one of those slumps that everybody goes through. But, you know, I, I witnessed on more than one occasion him asking a coach if they could go to the gym at, you know, 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, they'd be in the lobby of the hotel. We'd be coming back from dinner or going to dinner, depending on what, you know, where we were. And they were going to the gym. So mm-hmm. I never doubted Dylan's desire to get better. I never doubted his work ethic. Um, I just thought, in my own personal opinion, I thought he went about it the wrong way sometimes. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I know the bully theory is, you know, you, some guys go, I look for the biggest, baddest guy in the room, and I go, you know, start talking mess to him or just flat out punch him. And then everybody else is going to respect me. I don't think that works in the NBA. You know, that might work in a, in a watering hole. And, you know, there's, you know, you want to try to make a name for yourself when you get somewhere new, but um, you know, these guys all know each other and respect is something that you earn on the court, not by talking. And the, and the crazy thing is there are so many players in this league that respect him as a defender Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you continually the Rockets uh, gave him ninety million dollars or whatever, you know, like ultimately yeah, I mean, they needed to. Yeah, they needed to sign. They needed to sign somebody that had some experience. And look, I'll be honest with you, guys like Dylan Brooks and his ability to defend the perimeter are not out there just walking on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what LeBron. I mean, I, I know I know LeBron's feelings, but I also know LeBron respects his ability to defend. I know Draymond, uh, you know, came back at him as this whole thing went on. Uh, but that's Draymond. You know, Draymond's never going to give anybody any credit. And I and I think this... Like the elite-level players that, um, you know, have in his mind earned it. But, I, I, you know, Draymond saying, you know, Memphis is relying on you to win a championship, that wasn't accurate. He was part of the, part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, I was talking to somebody else about this. If he thinks that they used him as a scapegoat, I think that's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Nobody used anybody as a scapegoat. They lost their best 
pick and roll defender and offensive rebounder in January. And then in March, they lost their most athletic bench player, six man, and Brandon Clark to the Achilles injury in Denver. You know, mm-hmm. all the stuff off the court, whether it's Jaw, Dylan, any of that stuff, that that pales in comparison well, and, to losing those two guys. And that's one, just, that's just a fact. And, and, and they know that. The way I look at it too is like ultimately, other. It was more like everyone else made him the scapegoat. Like, I don't think the organization made him the scapegoat, right. but then he's expecting them to defend him, and it's like, right. we, we're not going to defend your actions towards LeBron James in that series. Like, you can't, I don't think you could do that publicly as an organization in the position they were in at the end of the season. Here's an interesting other quote from the story. It wasn't what I wanted. That's what he said at the end in Memphis. This is Dylan again. The whole season was not what I wanted. I feel like we did better when I was a focal point in that organization. They chose a different route, but I'm happy that through all the BS, I was able to get what I always deserved. And, and I think that really speaks to why, ultimately, they went their separate ways. Yeah. I feel like we did better when I was a focal point in that organization. And the organization made a decision that we, don't, we, we want these other three guys to be the focal point of the organization. Well, let's let's just go ahead and break that down on the surface. When he was the focal point of the organization, they didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was one of the young guys they were going to use as a piece. Listen, there are guys throughout time in the NBA that are incredibly valuable pieces slash role players, non-superstars. Okay? And it does take quite a bit to accept that if you're one of those guys, but you want to be more. But... You look at guys, I mean, a couple examples that come right to my mind. Eddie Johnson, who's now doing broadcasting with the Phoenix Suns, was just an absolutely beautiful shooter, scorer, but was never a 23-point-per-game guy, 24-point. He could score. Ricky Pierce, guys like that. Um, You know, back in the 80s, you look even into the 90s, Horace Grant. Horace Grant wasn't considered a superstar. But what did he do? He filled the role next to Michael and Scotty. Um, and when he did, he became more valuable and more popular. Um, when the Bulls couldn't pay him, he went to Orlando. Uh, you know, there's just there's guys like that all over. Dennis Scott, you just take your pick. And there are guys that do it defensively like that. Bruce Bowen um, has a jersey retired in San Antonio because, you know, he didn't come in necessarily the same way Dylan did. But let's be honest about it. Dylan, Dylan's you know, draft status dropped because people thought he was overly confident. Um, turns out he was accurate. I mean, he knew he was a good player. But, you know, there were reports he was hard to deal with, this and that, whatever. But, and he's a third-year guy instead of a, you know, a one-and-done. And so how much, how long do you really have him? But he slides into the second round. So he played with that chip on his shoulder. But, you know, guys, guys sometimes want to be – the guy, and you can be the guy on a bad team, that's great, but if he for a minute thinks that he should have been a focal point of this organization in terms of ahead of Ja or Dez or Jaron, that's a mistake. If he felt like, hey, you can focus on those three guys, but don't forget me, because I am your best perimeter defender. I am a guy that can help. And, you know, to my understanding, they made him a contract offer. Um, Not as long and not quite as much per year, but very close. He just wanted more years. 
Mm. And you're saying uh, after the season they did that, or at some point? I think before oh. the season started. Yeah, that's what I think too. Yeah, I, I think I, they offered him I, the max they could. I think it was like four sixty one. I, I think know. that was the I, max. I remember could. I asked him directly at media day last year, like, did you did you get a contract offer from the Grizzlies? And he no, con- you know, he he didn't say no. He didn't say yes, but he didn't say no. He like no commented or kind of ducked it. I had heard it was in the nature of two and thirty eight. Okay. Yeah, from people that makes sense. outside, not inside the organization. So that's why I don't want to, yeah. you know, I'm not giving credence to it that it's gospel, but they're, they're pretty knowledgeable folks. Sim- similar and type of deal to what he was on, a shorter that. term well, deal. And, and that would make yeah, sense. A shorter term, it was a two-year, $38 million offer from what I was told, and he felt like he could get long-term and possibly more money. Not possibly. He felt like he could I would get say he was right. <laughs> he felt like he could get $20 million a year. Yeah. And, Look, man, you know, I, I, I never fault a guy for that stuff. You know, look, the Wizards right here's a great example. The Wizards right now, when we went up there, have no delusions of grandeur that they're going to be able to keep Tyus Jones if he has a good year. They just know it. So we know we're probably going to lose him, but for one year he'll be there and it'll help. But Tyus is on a deal and he wants to be a starter. And you can't blame guys for that. They get, you know, 12 to 15 years if they're lucky in this league. Usually it's, you know, if you're a solid player, 8 to 10, you know, maybe 11. But, you know, you, especially a guy that played three years in college, you come in the league at 21, 22, you start hitting 32, 33. Science has changed, and, and, and the way we take care of ourselves is better. But the body just physically does deteriorate, especially a guy that plays hard physical defense. So, you know, if you're sitting there at 27, 28 years old and someone wants to give you two years, and you know that might start heading towards the back end of your career, absolutely you're going to roll the dice and go if you believe that. And I, I give him credence for that. My issue with, with Dylan was, you know, and, and not really an issue, because if that's how he fires himself up, more power to you. But if you tap a rattlesnake's head, you better be prepared for it to snap back at you at some point. Yeah, it will and, be interesting. They play uh, six days from now. We get our yeah, first oh, I have, Rockets I have Grizzlies no doubt game. He's going he's gonna to be up in Desmond Bain's face. I have no doubt he's going to be up chirping at Jaron. I, I think he'll go after guys that are still on the roster that were his boys because they were they were tight. But he'll know the guys he can try to get on rattle. He'll mm-hmm. know the guys he can go after, throw them an extra elbow, and that they'll come back at him and possibly take them out of the game, out of their game. He'll also know the guys that he doesn't do it against. So you'll get a good idea of who he, who he, he'll be, he'll be going after exactly who he wants, you know, and that's fine. Listen, I, I don't think it, 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 Dylan Brooks could have sat there, praised LeBron James and called him the greatest player of all time, uh, disparaged LeBron James even more than he did. Nothing was going to change the end result of that series in terms of the lack of interior presence against the Lakers. And, you know, yeah, it, it didn't help matters when you, you you know essentially kind of sealed your fate by popping off after game two. But they had their chances to win. But just again, when you look at what happened in those games, second chance opportunities, the interior scoring, which led to exterior scoring for the Lakers because you had to collapse in the middle because you didn't have Stephen Adams in that pick and roll and you didn't have Brandon Clark to help sweep the glass. Those made a difference, and it's making a difference right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 